Hello and welcome to part two of episode 200 of the Nerproco podcast. Uh, technically, you could call it episode 201, but if you're going to be that nitpicky about it, well, you're probably a nerd and you're listening to the Ride podcast. I was going to be shitty, but then I was nice. Isn't that nice? Okay, let's move on. Uh, yeah, episode number 200, part two. Some stuff that we didn't get to cover in the last episode. Uh, an anime episode is coming we just again like what always happens uh scheduling and life get in the way we are live tweeting season five of the magicians so many thoughts and feelings especially about the end of the previous the last episode so keep an eye on at nerproco on twitter because we are live tweeting things there is going to probably be a this month, which is uh, when this is going up. Technically speaking, uh, it is going to be going up the second day of February, but I'm still counting this as a January episode because we are doing this once a month. But it doesn't matter because the numbers are the numbers and whatever. But yeah, uh, live tweeting the magician, so keep an eye on at NerdProQuo on Twitter. And once again, as always... Let us know you're uh, listening uh, at, uh, at NerdProQuo on Twitter, NerdProQuo at gmail.com. Any of those ways you can get in touch with us and uh, we can have conversations or not. Also, uh, tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your friends, tell everyone you know any way you can. There's going to be uh, some exciting things coming up, including, uh, well, maybe not so exciting for if you don't like me and my voice. There's going to be a, a handful of... And by handful, I mean probably one or two solo episodes coming up soon, covering some stuff that we haven't covered before. And uh, just uh, for shits and giggles, some uh, amusement, some fun little uh, tidbits and uh, other nerd nerdy things, not nerdy things that are going to be popping up. Uh, some little minor changes in this new year to the podcast that I thought would be fun. In any event, uh, let's uh, get to it. Episode number 200, part two of the Nerd Pro Cool Podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. Love ya. Salutations. Yep, yep, yep. We're started. So we are doing the second half of this. Uh, I guess what I've what I've uh, sort of divided it into is that I'm saying that it's... Why is there so much air? <sighs> Ah, uh, that's why. Okay. There we go. Still, you would figure I would learn. What happened last week? It's a blur. Last week could have been, well, felt like a year ago for me. So yeah, what we what did we cover? It's cr- so we covered uh, mostly Mandalorian. I, I, I called okay. the episode. So what I've, I've sort of been treating these episodes is that it is episode 200 split into like two parts. Okay. Or possibly three parts, but now that we are already at the end of the month, it's probably just going to be two parts. All right. Uh, and last week we did Mandalorian, and I called it like Mandalorian Star Wars piss, you know, uh, piss something. Oh yeah, we were shitting on you on know, Rise of just Skywalker. Star Wars <laughs> yeah. in general and their yeah. direction. Uh, and or then lack we talked a little bit about the Oscars stuff, and then like there was one or two things that like we we talked about that were just like random things. 
Uh, I will say there are a couple things that I know you and me have watched. So it, there's three shows, even though I haven't finished this season three of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. And also there was one – there were there's like one or two movies that I wanted to – one that I most recently saw that I know you probably haven't seen it yet, but it's uh, it was a lot of fun. Bad Boys was a lot of fun. Let's just put it that way. If you liked the first – did you like the first two movies? I enjoyed the first one, and the other movies were not necessary. There were – the sequels it was, were not No one demanded it. No, no one cried no. for it. I here's what I will say. If you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one too. I enjoyed the first one before I got sick and tired of Will Smith. Now I'm just like I don't need That's to see fair. Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. Again. You uh, know. I'm sorry. I will say yeah, their story well, it might as well no talk more about big Willie style for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I will say that yes, I agree that I am also worn out on Will Smith, but there's a lot of uh the fact that they're older, I mean, especially Martin. Martin is is especially like playing up the being like older yeah. in this one, and Will Smith. It, in fact, it's like kind of a running joke in in the movie that like uh, Martin Lawrence his character. I forget the Marcus has aged a lot in the past twenty five years, and and Mike Lowry has just not mm. at at all. And then that becomes like a thing. Like it's you actually. It's like no, you actually have aged. You just. It's like a whole underlying theme in the thing is that, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Will Smith's character refuses refuses to accept. Both of them kind of refusing, but uh, Will Smith's character in particular refusing to accept that he's old now. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, spoiler. Michael Bay is in it. But he doesn't. He didn't. Dir- he I'm, didn't. He didn't. I don't dir- care. He didn't direct it. Yeah. He, it's it's got his fingerprints. It's it, tainted you know, by you, him. You, I you just. You know what I'll say is if it comes on. He gave cable, me Transformers one, sh- yeah. one, and that's it. After one that, of the streaming. Yeah, no one of the streaming. Uh, if it comes up on one of the streaming channels, just watch it. Trust me, it's it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. I I wish I could. I could, you know, roll with you with that mentality. It's, I just, it's fine. I, uh, it may be, but I just can't see myself. Speaking you know. of, you brought up before we get to the. There's a couple things before we get to the things that we're definitely going to talk about. Uh, I will say you mentioned the first Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, first Transformers, okay. Bumblebee, fucking blows that movie out of the water. Yeah, I've been. I've heard good things about that movie. It's on. I, you have Hulu, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, watch watch it. It's I think it's still available. For oh, really? On Hulu. Yeah, okay. That's how I watched it. Right. It's like they. It's it's basically for all intents and purposes a remake of the first Transformers movie, but it's set in the eighties. Uh, With good directing. And it's basically like they everyone got together and go and went. What if we made remade the first Transformers movie, but made it work? But made everything work. with less slow motion. I mean, there's still a, there's still a decent amount of slow motion, <laughs> but uh, they replaced oh god, what is her name? They replaced Shia LaBeouf with Haley Seinfeld, playing like an '80s like. I'm too old. Punker no. chick. She was the voice of Gwen. Uh, 
Spider Gwen. Oh, okay. And I don't know the, only, the actress, that's, but that's I, the only reason I know okay, her too. Yeah. All right. uh, <laughs> uh, she's great. It actually like it. I mean, it's one of those things where it it hits. It's it's still kind of very formula, mm-hmm. but it hits all. The, it's very like tropey and like all of its notes. Like she is living with her mom, who has a new boyfriend. Uh, by the way, her mom is played by uh, Pam Adlon. I don't know who that you is. know who Pam Adlon is. If you number one, if you saw her, you'd know who Pam Adlon. And number two, you know Pam Adlon because she's done a shit ton of uh, voiceover work. She was uh, maybe not most famous, but most famous with animated people by for playing Bobby on King of the Hill for like thirteen years. The son on King of the Hill. And she had Adlon. Adlon, she was on. She's been in, was in a bunch of Louis shows, Louis C.K. shows, and then she had her own show called Better Things. She looks familiar. She's also done, like I said, a shit ton of voiceover work. Okay. Uh, so if you like look at her like IMDb, and you'll probably run into some something, some voice that she did. Uh, so she's great as the mom. John Cena is essentially playing a G.I. Joe character. You mean Cena? Cena is essentially playing a, a G.I. Joe. You pissed off a lot of wrestling fans right now. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I, which is funny that uh, I've grown to like him. I was just kind of eh on him. But he's – whenever a, a wrestler at some point decides that they should they should be funny, kind of – they end up doing like all of John Cena's stuff where he's. You better fucking watch your mouth about The Rock, man. The Rock is funny. The Rock is whatever well, he that, chooses. That, that, that's what. To that's, be. that's what I mean. Is once because there was a a short period of time really early in the in Dwayne uh, The Rock Johnson's uh, uh, acting career where they tried to like. He was doing like serious action star, but like too serious. Or he was playing like in the first one was in the Mummy, where he's playing like the Scorpion King, and it's like oh, is it that serious? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But once like he kind of leaned into being ridiculous, which he always was. Like the Rock was, the Rock was always ridiculous. Like, and also people forget when they think of like wrestlers as actors, even someone like John Cena who has a very much more quote unquote serious character his wrestling character like is him but it's you know an exaggerated form of like him uh people forget that those guys just have to be like on like when they're performers uh to varying you know yeah. success uh, but yeah. i'd have to say that um i I was not skeptical about his ability to transition to film because he's had in what the industry calls good mic skills. You know, Who, he was John, John, John Cena. Cena. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. he had good mic skills. You know, he could win over a crowd, and you know, he was charismatic. You know, with a That's mic. That's what I'm saying. You, you know. can tell the guys who are going to transition really well is that they're just like John Cena is very much this. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is even, I would say, is even... Dwayne Johnson, that dude is just walking charisma. Yeah. Like, he, he like even when he's not on screen, you would just, in interviews, it's just like, he just projects this aura of, like, you know, 
positive. Like you want to do stuff and do stuff well. Get swole. <laughs> if not with that, purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if maybe not get swole. You 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 definitely are just like just like at three gonna, o'clock in the morning. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> run from a point A to point B. We're gonna run this twenty blocks. You know, even if it's something really small. Like if he's like standing next to you while you're doing it, I feel like you'd be motivated to just do do just about anything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, back to Bumblebee. Uh, it's so it's mom, new boyfriend. Uh, the father has died, mm-hmm. which is very tropey. Uh, so she was more connected with her dad. Her and her dad had this thing where they uh, were rebuilding this old like uh, Camaro, okay. uh, and she like volunteers and then ends up working part time in a garage. Runs into Bumblebee, Bumblebee. at a but it's a retelling because uh they like leave Cybertron. The one thing that's like it's both cool and story wise, it doesn't make any sense, is they're on so the cool part is they have all of their looks, all the Transformers from the eighties. Okay. So like Bumblebee is in a VW. Is a VW even when they're the weird part is even when they're on Cybertron. Like Optimus okay. Prime has the red, like the '80s, like okay, where it's like, why does he kind of still look like a truck if he's on Cybertron? Um, but it looked really cool, and it basically they leave Cybertron, and like, uh, it's the same kind of the same story as the first Transformers movie, but on a much smaller scale. Okay, so it's there's no Megatron; it's just two Decepticons. Who are trying to find Bumblebee because he's the first one who arrived. Who arrives? Yeah, um, and he, of course he loses his voice in a fight uh, with John Cena and like the army. Uh, and the other, yeah, it's just really well done. Right. It's, 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 I'll it's, try it's to check that out. Away, it's far and away so much better. And I like the first Transformers movie, but it's it's so much better yeah. on like every level. Okay. Uh, I'll check that out. And it was there was one other thing I wanted to say about that because I thought it was, because um, of the smaller scale. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, and of course it's set in the '80s, so it's like yeah. all the '80s flashback stuff and '80s music and all that. It's yeah, it's it's all in there. <laughs> It's basically what you can't do '80s without you know it's, celebrating it's, it's, it's the kind of one of those of things '80s pop culture. Like when we were talking about Spider-Man, is that you didn't realize that the Michael Bay Transformers was wrong until someone did it correctly. <laughs> like you didn't realize how much was not not good about the first Transformers movie until you watched Bumblebee. No, the first Transformers movie is exactly what we needed, considering. It's a movie time, about yeah. giant robots. Also, you know, also, we didn't we didn't see that. We didn't see future TV shows and movies like Pacific Rim and stuff like that. That was our taste of being able to recapture our youth. So I loved it. I mean, the writing wasn't a great yeah, but you watched it not for the writing or the I, plot. I mean, you watched it for the machine. I, I also loved it. I, I will also say Bumblebee is also uh you could tell it's directed towards a slightly younger audience. Not like people like me, immature. No, but it's also directed like a little bit younger okay. audience, just just generally speaking. 
Yeah, it's it's. I was. I mean, I had heard really good things, and I was like, I don't really care anymore. And okay. of course, because it's free, it was free to watch on Hulu. I was like, eh, let me check this out. And I was like, oh my god, this is so. This is actually really good. Mm, like I'll surprisingly good. Yeah, it's been a while since I've actually touched Hulu. I'll probably check that out. And uh, yeah, season see. season eight of Letterkenny. Yeah, I need to get back on <laughs> that. Drop dropped in all of them on Christmas. Uh, so let's, I guess, go. I, I let's go to the thing that got released the earliest and talk like Expanse season four. Okay, yeah, I'm rewatching actually the Expanse right now. Now that I'm done with Sabrina, um, yeah, it's just the recapturing the gold rush. And what I appreciated is the further greater examination into Mars culture, how they are projecting how, you know, there is they're uni- united in terms of rebuilding or recreating a new Mars, a stable Mars with a great atmosphere. But there are cracks in that armor. Yeah. You know, with the presence of the new gates, you know, it's like why toil so hard for something that they may or may not see a return in for hundreds of years when they could just like go off to better new and better opportunities so like the political intrigue with the martians trying to like do better for themselves as well as just like black market connections with the opa and just like hints of terrorism i really love that you know and finally getting to see uh dominique teeper's characters um you know uh her former i guess husband or boyfriend you know finally seeing him and seeing how compelling he is as a a villain and i can't wait to see the shit that he's able to come up with in season five also spoiler like her son yes I, i i hope that that the son survives and you know she's able to reach out to him but you know i mean i'm just like more just the way they ended you know, season yeah. four with the shit that he was about to do, his attack. I'm like, whoa, I can't yeah. wait to see yeah, that yeah, happen yeah. and how the crew uh, is able to, like, stave that attack off. It's interesting because I feel like this season was both – because was, there was definitely, like, a buildup in previous seasons, like, larger and larger scale. And I feel like this was – even though – the scale of everything is is where it was kind of it still feels smaller that's what i like about that i'm glad that you mentioned that it's like yeah they've got amazon money that's great but they were smart with how they spent it it's not go big bolder batter for the sake of just like spending the money but they were wise they have an idea they have a story they have a direction of where the show is going and they're evolving at a right pace i just love that you know and yeah. just like focusing on just the one planet because i assumed at the end of season three that there they were gonna be planet hopping you know expanding yeah, i thought they were gonna there there was at the end of season three i Really thought that, like, the scale they like when it transferred to Amazon, I was like, Oh, I wow, you know, the scale that they're doing, it's like, I hope it doesn't become Star Trek, but and I don't mean that. I, 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 you know, why you know, I said Star Trek because there isn't really another show to compare it to that's like inter 
may, maybe Firefly. I mean, I don't even know. Like, but like a bunch of different alien worlds, and I like that they focused on one planet. The planet, the one alien thing is just a big dead machine that comes alive. And There's, the class conflicts that take place on that planet. Well, I like that it's they're on an alien planet, but there isn't, you know, it isn't like, okay, now it's going to be about us interacting with aliens. It's like, no, it's the same shit we had when we were on Earth and and Mars and the and the Belters, all of that is just transferred. Their problems did not disappear, yeah. and I love that. It's just like it's carrying over. In fact, it's actually accentuating some of the problems. You know, with these new opportunities, people are starting to realize, hey, dude, you know, Mars and Earth are not allowing the Belters to actually prosper and do things on their own, and they're still trying to impose their will on those people. I love that, you know, the fact that just because new worlds open up, you know, there are restrictions that are imposed by these old world powers, you know, yeah. imposing their will and on others. And dude from Pacific Rim was great as, like, the villain Not there. Pacific Rim, Torchwood. 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 Did he have a... Okay, so I have a question. That's, I, I love I a, seeing him because a, like I'm glad that he's it. getting jobs. I have a question about that. Did he have a limp on Torchwood? No. Okay. No. Because I was trying to figure out whether maybe it was that... Because it's like he <laughs> he's like always has a limp now and everything he, he was He didn't have a limp in rim. Dark Knight Rises and he was in Dark Knight Rises. Okay. okay. Um, he hasn't been in that many stuff. But yeah, I just I remember him when he was significantly younger. Yeah, you know, in Torchwood, and I liked his character as the brash, you know, uh, self-proclaimed you know woman's man or ladies' man, you know, who was shot down. Um, uh, on that I like him. I I love female hike, ho- seeing female hockey player as the officer in it. The one who Amos. Where have I seen her? From? Letter Kenny. She's one of the female. Oh yeah. Okay. She's I keep also forgetting. Uh, okay. what's his name's girlfriend who gets uh in the boys who gets ran through by a train at the beginning. I That's didn't. Okay. Same, yeah. Same All actress. Right. Okay. Yeah. She's uh, great. I fucking love Amos. <laughs> Amos so I, much. I was so disappointed when. You know, spoilers. Something happened to her. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I just like I just love I their was chemistry. But. But that's it's so like they have a gun against each other's like so we're gonna still fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> just so it's like he, he's focused you know well, it's well, like there's two things that I found that were <laughs> that were disappointing uh like spoilers but it's been a while so if you haven't watched it sorry gonna be spoilers uh is that I was a little sad for what happened to her but. It's so why that happened is so much like Amos's character because he's just like, if it comes down to it, I'm gonna, I'll he's shoot. He's got you. a simple code, he's got yeah, a simple code, like, and you know, however, that can that kind of thing can like skew, but like, and he also has this thing because he knows when he meets the other, the you know, the leader, the, the like scientist dude. Uh, from Pacific Rim and Torchwood, like he knows immediate. Like when that dude dude shoots the Belter, he's like, "No, I've shot people. Like you're you're 
He knows immediately who he you're is. That type. Yes. Yeah, you're yeah, that type. Ident- yeah, profiling him correctly. It's like you get off on stuff like that. You know, killing people. You're a murderer, posing as some sort of like upstanding person. Yeah, I just love those interactions between Amos and that character and that actor, and especially towards the end. <laughs> Where he punches Amos, and you just see Amos' bloody mouth, just like this. This his eyes just gave off this this impression of glee. It's like, yes, you've given me a reason to murder you, you know, and maybe a boner at the same time. And oh gosh, um, it's everyone had great moments, yeah, you know, which is why I like this. Uh, one thing that you know, unlike Star Trek, you know, some characters can get lost, you know, yeah. Everyone it, throughout the expanse, regardless of the season, has a moment to shine. Yeah. You know, and even kind that's of amazing. like, like a little bit, you know, minor, more minor characters that are introduced, like the new villains, quote unquote. Uh, I also uh, the doctor, the scientist, uh, when they're on the alien planet. Okay. Uh, I also appreciate, again, like if you're going to have aliens, uh, I really like that the threat isn't, there are two things, like the threat isn't some giant like space alien, it's their remaining technology that they've abandoned. Yeah, but it's also the, it's an eye infection because of foreign bacteria or whatever. I was like, yeah, that's one thing that might happen on an alien planet that like they don't really deal with and also the, the germs the, the, that they're not the, suited for the slugs like a really small scale but really actually serious yeah. uh, I, I really again I really like how like you could say it was like oh it's a smaller scale but the smaller scale is also all stuff that's like you wouldn't we're so used to seeing if you're visiting an alien. I mean, the one thing that was like a giant scale is, was like the actual structures mm-hmm. that were left behind. But one thing is like that they never really think about. And it doesn't really is like, yeah, what if it's just some little creature like those slugs that we're just not used to. I mean, it just makes no sense, which is why I really want to read those books. It's like, they don't gloss over that. You know, yeah. it's like y- y- you expect giant alien monsters or whatever, but no, it's just like it makes sense. You are into you're putting yourself in a new environment. You're not suited for that environment. Yeah. You know, these this is the shit that could happen. You know, and the, also the belters who are set up and like mining, but even they weren't really that prepared for yeah. the environment that they were in. Although I will say that some of that. Some of the way that the Belters get fucked over on that new planet is kind of Holden's pl- fault for being there, for arriving there. Like, yeah. you know? Everything is his fault. I mean, as he likes <laughs> yeah. to admit, um, you know, he his fingerprints are on it, him pressing buttons, yeah. <laughs> you know, hoping shit doesn't blow up is his fault. Yeah. Um, you know, it's he's got a lot of shit on his shoulders, unfortunately. I, well, I also one of the things uh, also like intercharacter stuff is I also that's what makes him and Amos like he says it like I think repeatedly during this season is like, and he, he said it before is like, I need you. 
because Anus is one of those guys who's just like this a clear. Now he has not said it before. This is the first season. Okay. Previous seasons, I mean, they're, they're still working on building that relationship because you always see Amos, his only loyalty is with um, Dominique Tipper's character. Yeah. That's his only loyalty because yeah. he's identified her as the right person. And this season, I think we've seen a more of a bond, a brotherhood yeah. between his, his brotherhood expanding to not just her but except to Kamal and you know and um the lead characters uh as well so I'm I really was really glad to see that I, and I love throughout the seasons especially end of last season beginning of this season the just the relationship between how tight that crew has gotten with each other, it wasn't forced. I, it's yeah. it's like a natural progression yeah. throughout through the shit that they've been yeah. through, and they have been through shit. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's amazing. You know, the chemistry. I just that cast. Yeah, just they work well with yeah. each other. You know, small scale. They just seem so humble. They love working uh, with each other. I just, I just love this. Uh, they're they're and. <clears throat> I mean, I definitely like all of the main characters. I but I, there are certain characters that. I mean, I love Dominic Tipper. I for, I'm drawing. A, why am I drawing a blank on the name of her character? It's Friday after a long work week. Yeah, as a yeah, teacher. yeah I'm not remembering trying. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the I love the pilot. He's my favorite. Yeah, uh, I love him. I love Amos, and uh, I love Frankie. Uh, who I'm forgetting if that's the name of the character or the name of the actress. Uh, actress. Okay. Uh, Frankie Adam. I love her. I have a, especially this season, but just overall, but especially this season, I love to hate the, like the prime minister or whatever her. I love to hate her. I, don't, I know she's supposed to be some sort of like foul mouth. It just doesn't seem natural, you know. Maybe her. I, I know. I, I enjoy I know her attempting <laughs> to be like you know to uh, enjoy seeing hearing her curse. It just doesn't seem natural. I don't hate her, you know. Um, I kind of like her interactions in season. What was it? Three. Okay. With Frankie's character, with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby Draper, you know, but they, the two of them, have a great relationship. I was pretty much Naomi, indifferent. Uh, I was indifferent about her role in season four. I was pretty meh. Um, that's, I mean, that's fair. I, I, her, the whole election arc is like I get why it's there, yeah. especially because it shows like there's a, you know. Especially on Earth, that there's a cultural like difference. That it, like I love the way they always do like the class thing. Uh, I love Kara G. <laughs> we both do. Um, we both do. I, I talk about another character who uh, was a bummer to see him go was. Uh, the older guy. I gotta look at that. I'm looking oh at yeah, him. he's been in the, that actor's been in a lot of stuff. Um, uh, hold on, I will pull him. Up. I I wasn't too crazy about. I was kind of. It's David Strahan, but uh, that's the actor. Yeah, uh, Clay Ashford. Yes, Ash. I was. I wasn't too sure about him. I I I, I didn't like him, but he towards grew on the me end, towards the end of last I, season. He kind of grew this season, him. I was, I almost, 
was very saddened by yeah. his. He was like, he went out like a boss. Is like, yeah. I've had a long life. I've seen misery. I'm ready to die. Um, no regrets. Not gonna whine or complain for my yeah. life. But the way he left, my gosh. And I feel that Karaji's, you know, um, Kamina, she is gonna go ape shit. I know she keeps shit to her to oh, the yeah. chest she she she's like a fucking vulcan you know she yeah, yeah. does not like to give show emotion outside of anger you know i just love that but you know i think that she's just gonna go a wall on and go apeshit on this uh terrorist for killing her her friend yeah who i they grow they grew well that's yeah. another partnership i love it's kind of reminding me of like game of thrones where yeah. what i like in the first few seasons the pairings of certain characters they they work well uh Tyrion and um and the cutthroat you know and some other characters like those two kamina and ashford they have a really great rapport where he's become the old wise guy who is trying to calm yeah. the yeah. rage in well, uh kamina like what i like about him is you know you see it in season three and then more in this season is that he's kind of just like look i've seen some shit I've seen how wrong things can go. Uh, let's not do that. Yeah. As, you know, let's not be like just killing each other, uh, which is the same thing. Like on a on a smaller scale, yeah. Uh, the pacing was. There are parts that felt a little bit slow, but I felt like the parts that felt a little bit slow, especially where a lot of them were on the planet, the new planet. But I feel like a lot of that was. Uh, tempered by the fact like when i thought about it it was just like oh maybe i was expecting more to happen but they brought it back to a very like even though it's on an alien planet it's almost like practical like a smaller scale of like you know class warfare and all that stuff so there's parts of that that felt a little slow especially when they were all still trapped uh also uh miller or what's left? Hat Miller I thought, I thought versus was, was, the other I Miller. I thought it was interesting, yeah, that like he's still because I always I all of like last season I thought he was just like uh like a computer whatever, and then in this they kind of confirm it was like yeah no real real Miller is still a little bit in there, yeah. and he's fighting against this version of Miller that it's basically been created by the whatever ancients yeah whatever ancients yeah. did you i it wasn't as emotional this time because i saw the first episode at comic-con sure but i remember watching it at comic-con it's like oh my gosh i almost cried when uh naomi first landed yeah yeah i was like oh my gosh that was a great moment it's in the preview and it's also in the first episode the way that sequence uh is shot and like the everything about that that little sequence is is beautifully done uh it, yeah no i mean i didn't know and the lead right, up and yeah. the lead up because they put her through lots of pain to get her body ready yeah for the that's increased another, gravity that's another thing is is just a thing that like a detail that you know one of the things we discussed before about the expanse is it it feels like they thought about everything. 
<laughs> like, and they're going don't to take this you for granted. You know, yeah, all this being small on planet shit Earth that you might not have thought about because there is like all kinds of like, uh, well, well, here, here, here's what I will say. Uh, and this isn't a knock against Star Trek. A lot of this has to do with the far the fact that Star Trek has a certain, uh, I guess it's also further in the future, maybe in Star Trek, but like a lot of that stuff in Star Trek, the nitty gritty of that, I think because it's, you know, you already have like warp speed and aliens are already established on the, in the Star Trek universe. So you don't have that kind of, when we go to an alien planet, there's a lot of this shit that we have to think about before we even arrive on the planet. But to be fair, it's really far in the future. Yeah. This yeah, exactly. show is about how recently in the future that we started colonizing yeah. and we're still suffering from the effects. It is still grounded on, I guess, practical science and I, practical biology. Really, That's what I appreciate about I this really show. I really like, uh, I forget what it is, but I think it's in last season. They devoted like an almost an entire episode. You barely, you... I don't think you see very much of the main characters. They come back to the main characters, but there's a whole subplot about the guy who created, I forget what they, the something drug. The, yes. That is the reason that they, they, they can travel so far, like relatively fast. And that the, the anniversary is someone trying to make this like run in a certain amount of time. And then of course his head explodes. And to be fair, just the fact that warp speed or whatever they call it, has a physical toll on yeah. the person. You know, you see the prime minister who never has been into space or doesn't go that frequently when she's being chased from, you know, Gao's guys and Frankie Adams' character trying to, like, coax her and try to, like, handle the zero Gs or whatever. Yeah. It takes a toll. You know, it's not like warp speed, engage, number one, yeah, like yeah, in Star yeah. Trek, and bam, you're in another. Yeah. There is a physical toll. And when you're moving that fast, you know, it's... It, you will feel the effects. Yeah, and uh, Naomi, uh, uh, you know, just like as a pride thing, like she's just not dealing with the facts. Like, no, you need to get back on the ship and like you can't be yeah. here anymore. <laughs> like you're going to die if you keep like. Yeah. Oh, that was just a, a lovely moment, you know, with Kamal's character. He's showing concern without without alarming, yeah. you know, Holden. It's like, you know, I, I need help with this. You know, please keep her on board because, you know, I need, instead of letting him know that she's about to die, yeah. you know, if and, she and pushes he tells, herself. he tells her, I think, later. Yeah. Uh, he tells him later. And again, it's just like, like, she asked me not to, and then, I, like, I didn't want to alarm you. You had so much other shit. And again, there's like, uh, like, small scale stuff that you didn't, like, when they lose power, and the whole – I mean, this might be because I'm sort of a science nerd that I, I feel like there are certain aspects of the audience, like s- chunks of the, the audience who maybe – if they've watched the show till this point, I think they might be used to it. But just the fact that like them trying to figure out a way now that they don't have power to not fall out of orbit yes. and crash. Yes. Into, like, it's like – it's which is why I kind of like the new season of – well, the, um, just the new Star Trek Discovery. They go out of the way to sure. bring math and science to explain what they're doing. I love that about the Expanse. You know, it's practical. They want you to see that there is some sort. Of, it's this is grounded on some practical science. Also, you know, I try to explain that. Uh, one of the things that that 
uh, especially with the some of the more recent space movies. But I feel like the Expanse. Uh, and if you talk to any of like the the guys, you know, Jet Propulsion Lab guys, NASA guys, one of the things that they they say is that space is hard. We're not really supposed to be out there. Like, there's so many fucking problems and so many things that can fucking go wrong. Like, and I like how the expanse is just like just little things that like, uh, if you lose power, of course you lose power, but it's just like. Well, how are you going to figure out how you don't like once you because that is a thing if you're in orbit like you keep going but if you're not uh, perpetually like moving there's moving no and at a certain point the gravity of the planet will start to move you down and the lower you eventually you're just going to hit below the atmosphere and you're not in orbit anymore you're yeah. just falling and crashing and you know you burn through if it's the Earth you burn through the apos- you know the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, it's and another example of science in season three where they're stuck in the gate Yeah, and people were hurt. It's like no gravity, blood don't clot. And yeah. people will die. I just yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like it's a it's a minor detail, but that is important and to ha- have that did... incorporate into a show and an episode. That was amazing like as a threat. You, you, you just don't think about. It's just like we're in space. There's no gravity. Your blood isn't gonna clot. <laughs> Oh my! Because blood clots yeah. because there's crap. Yeah, one of the reasons. Yeah, ah, oh, so good. Um, Expanse, so yeah. get on that shit, people. Yeah, it is great fan. science fiction. Uh, I am going to probably watch the first episode because it's free of Picard. Um, have you watched Picard at all? Yes. Okay. I. <sighs> this show is for folks who grew up on Star Trek. Next generation. Okay. There are lots of deep cuts. There are a lot of references. Uh, and with episode two, it's a slow build. You know, th- sure. we have not moved further. It's just still unraveling the mystery of what's going on. And they're, they, uh, yesterday's episode, they, full, they, intru- they reintroduce um, this... I would say the Tashiar, which is like some sort of like, you know, pseudo private FBI within the uh, sure. Romulan hierarchy. I, mean, I, I, I love that. It's like finally, I, I what I love about Star Trek, which a lot of people I guess were complaining, is like the politics. But the politics is yeah, for me is what got what me going. People, it's interesting because I was listening to a podcast that was not nerd related it was actually music related and the guest was will wheaton and he's hosting and uh a the after show like talk thing uh interview thing and one of the things that he was saying was that uh he's like the biggest thing that people are complaining about it is like he's like that's why i love it (laughs) it's like the intrigue the you know the subterfuge it's like this is what star trek is all i love the klingons i love the romulans because they're messy cultures and they hate everyone and they (laughs) like to uh, start fights with other people i just love that and the political intrigue and the infighting this is what star trek is all about and kind of like finding out what's going on there's just like so much that has yet to uncover I don't understand why they're where they are in Star Trek. Sure. And that is like, I want to know more. You know, it's like, it's slow, but 
there's enough breadcrumbs that is compelling me to continue on and that's what I need from a show yeah it's like, exactly you know you want to be invested into knowing and seeing the story unravel and I am really excited and if you're a Star Trek fan and you don't like politics I don't know why you're a Star Trek fan yeah. because politics philosophy have always been intertwined well, you know with what, you this know, franchise you know what it is and also it's like what you're paralleling modern times like yeah 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 so was the original Star Trek in like it was it's it's always you know what it is it's always always uh people were on uh it's always sort of right wing leaning nerds or people who claim to be nerds and it's like they got attached to an idea from the past of a show or characters and they didn't because of when they watched it usually when they were like teenagers or something a lot of the stuff that they're angry about on the new stuff is like no that was in the old show too you just didn't have you you didn't have a political leaning when you were watching the show, when you were like 16 or maybe you did. And like, but a lot of times you just didn't notice that. Cause I've noticed there's a lot of shows. Star Trek, really like people was like, I don't like it. The new one is political. It's like, clearly you didn't watch. You weren't paying close enough attention to any of the Star Trek shows then, because that's, it reflects Prime directive. All of that shit. It reflects about. the flaws of whatever age the show is coming out. Yeah, it's the original series lack of diversity. They made that as a point. Now we're in a new age where you know we're trying to let society know that women can contribute, and we're seeing a lot of that. A lot of women empowerment, science, math is being attacked. They're establishing and parading that front and center. That's what we need, well, and well, this well, is a great service well, well, to our culture and pop culture. Is uh, when they're talking about like diversity, it was just like, okay, clearly you didn't really pay that close attention to the original series either, because like. Okay, she was the communications person, but like Ohura, like her role, and also like you know the episode, the one episode, or like she kisses her. All of that was a huge deal yeah. when it. I mean, when a show went into syndication, because we all know the show wasn't a success originally. Uh, also, like Sulu. Big deal yeah. at the time. A uh, Russian. A Russian, yes. <laughs> Chekhov. Huge deal during the Cold War. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the funniest parts of Star Trek Four when they go back in time is that Chekhov is a fucking Russian and they think he's a Soviet spy. <laughs> like, that's, that's like, again, it's like, you don't think that's about, like, of course, it's, it, it's very odd. Like, they're, it's a joke. It's a big joke. And also the fact that Leon, Leonard Nimoy is just like, we know he's a, it's like, well, he's a Vulcan. It's like, yeah, he's a Jew with ears. We all know this. He's an <laughs> Like, if you didn't know that, surprise. Uh, like, uh, yeah, it's uh, not the character, Leonard Nimoy, as yeah. a person. <laughs> I'm not saying Spock is a Jew with, with pointy ears. That's That would be really weird. Uh, and, and, and maybe anti-Semitic. I don't even know. I don't think so because it's just it's too random. But, yeah, uh, I don't... It's like, all I could say is, I mean, I've heard there a segment of 
the fandom that's just like not crazy about the writing in the new series from Discovery and uh, Picard. I mean, I've I enjoyed it. You know, uh, Discovery, yeah. the first two seasons have been a great ride. You know, I like the change of pace, the focus on certain characters, um, and the, how everything is all interconnected, you know, from episode to em- episode. I'll, I'll get a around. A big change I'll, from uh, Somehow get around to the second season at some point. I'm- second season is great, especially if you're feminist. There are lots of, and if you love uh, Tignataro. So, oh. She is in it. Sweet. She is Tignataro as an engineer and just there's like one segment between her and this other scientist on the ship where they're like (laughs) one scientist is like trying to uh, promote the gospel of this new engine and she's like you know what the old way of doing things was great and i was like and she's like back and forth and she's like i am uninsultable you know and just like (laughs) you're trying to insult me it does not work i have better she is just tignataro in a starfleet uniform you have to watch season two for her because she just she has great comic relief and she steals so many scenes that she's on it's kind of like i I would imagine watching tignataro because there's certain people was like you're casting that person because you want to be them but in this context, it's like anytime you put, uh, because there wasn't uh, a black dude in the original group in uh, what is it? Tag, is that the movie with like Jeremy Renner? Is it called Tag? I want to. I heard about that one. Yes, it's enjoyable if you look at that original group of people. I don't like the actual group of people. I don't think there was a black guy in there, but uh, uh, they brought in uh, Hannibal Burris. And anytime you put Hannibal Burris in something, he plays Hannibal Burris. Like you're just you're you're hiring him because you want Hannibal Burris. To, like in a Spider-Man, it's just like it's like uh, he's Hannibal Burris as a gym teacher. It's like, but he's still Hannibal Burris. You don't <laughs> expect just, range. You want him. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. don't change. Don't act. Just be you and just read these lines. Yeah. yeah as exactly. You. Exactly. Uh, uh, but yeah, Tignataro is just great. And in terms of like. Um, going back to the whole point of reflecting, you know, the major issues of our time, you know, like gay love relationships, that is just front and center in discovery. And it is so beautifully displayed. You know, I've cried so many times in discovery because of, you know, relationships, you know, either being solidified or breaking apart. And it was, you know, it's just like, Embrace Star Trek, and Star Trek is about the politics, it's about embracing, you know, questionable things that people aren't comfortable with. And, you and know, that's the whole point of it. One of the whole things, the guiding principles of Star Trek is that it's a version, like, people would complain about that stuff. It's like, again, you're not, you, you're not really a fan of Star Trek because the whole, one of the whole points of Star Trek is it's a sort of, like, it's uh, as far as like Starfleet, the way it's supposed to. I mean, of course, there's always problems, and that's what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. But the 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 utopian ideal of Starfleet is that everyone is accepted, and we're trying to make everyone get have everyone get along, not just humans 
you know, not just different sexuality, but but other species and interspecies relate. Like all of that is it's supposed like that's the whole point. That's what they're striving for in all of the Star Trek series is that Starfleet is trying to have a sort of ut- utopian ideal of what society should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like it's it's it is a very liberal <laughs> utopia. And uh, if you're not a liberal, then you're I don't know why you're a Star Trek fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh it is a show that a fr- a series that espouses liberal ideals that welcomes everyone. Yeah. Um but I have to say like episode 2 of Picard, I'm liking this, you know, okay. especially the deep cuts to like next still generation. not gonna pay for cbs all access but you know i mean it's i don't see the point you know because cbs all access is only f- if you're that much of a hardcore star trek yeah fan. if you're not you know just wait you yeah know. just wait yeah. yeah that's the thing is, is oh man i think it was just a because there's literally like from what i've seen aside from star trek there's literally nothing no other reason to have cbs all access um you're yeah it's it's just a Star Trek tax. That's yeah. all of this is a Star Trek tax. If you like Star Trek, give us money. Yeah. And then, um, but I, I don't mind it, you yeah. know, because it's been a great uh, three years of like Star Trek in sure. the new age. Uh, so let's talk a very different show and a show that I, I, I'm still not sure whether I enjoyed it or not because it's such a weird mess. And Henry Cavill is still a terrible actor, but uh, I, as long as I'm not the only one who sees that, yeah, you know. Uh, but The Witcher. Um, it is a solid fantasy show. I mean, I like the promise. It is hurt by the fact that the pacing of the episodes, it's confusing. Yeah, it's and, it's not and the fact straightforward. That it's the, the, uh, so it it actually take took episode four, and I actually had to Google because when that episode like when they came out, a lot of people were talking about the the law surprise and what the law surprise actually is and all that because the reason why I had to Google that is none of that is particular like. Episode four, I think, is the episode where you actually realize, oh, none of the stuff that's happened up until this time has been linear, time-wise. It's been bouncing around. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that happens even more so uh, where it's like a mix of different – you're seeing different time periods. And it's not – it's not – yeah, I mean, the sto- uh, my biggest problem with Witcher is that the storytelling is not executed particularly well. The narrative, it's kind of a uh, a mess. And, like, my thing is, there. I think people can make the opposite, is, like, if I have to go back uh, and figure out or even, like, Google stuff that there there's, like, a major plot point in your show – just to figure out what the basic narrative is. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Like, it's okay if the show is dense, but this show isn't dense. It's like, it almost seems like it's complicated structure-wise for the sake of being complicated. 
Like, yeah. and it, and it's like I feel like if you were to re, uh, it's like what people, uh, what someone did with Memento, the movie Memento, is that actually if you edit that and play it in actual like linear order, the story isn't that complicated. What makes it complicated is like the disjointed timing. And I think, like, The Witcher is the same way. I almost feel like the story isn't that complicated. They just make it confusing to follow. Uh, the, the transitions between, like, you... I think, I like, I get what they were... That's what I'm saying. I was like, I get what they were trying to do. And it was just, as, like, poorly executed, Yeah, it just didn't... Yeah. Um, I mean, it was not the greatest, but... It was a fun ride. It was a fun first season. Yeah. Um, I Henry Cavill is not a great actor. No. You know, what I liked was I needed some Game of Thrones fantasy, and yeah. they provided that to me. You know, and they've. I like funny those fun, funny moments. I never read the books. I never played the video games. Yeah, neither have I. But God. Damn it, that song is fucking infection. Oh, uh, and you know that was you know it's like it's I it's a great start, sure. And I'm fully expecting, and it's confusing, but it wasn't painful to follow through. I, would, I did yeah. not feel discouraged to continue uh, watching either, yeah. the episodes, and I just I feel that there's promise that yeah. they've learned their mistakes and can expand and f- correct their uh, mistakes like in the future there, for season two. There is enough, like as far as like world building, um, even though I like this better, uh, is I would file this, uh, this is, you might think this is a horrible comparison, but but it's it's what I have to compare it to. I feel like this is in the same category for me as Carnival Row. Where it's it's a lot of interesting concepts, a lot of really kind of amazing world building, but a lot of it is executed poorly, and the acting isn't that great. But I wouldn't do, I wouldn't compare it to Carnival Row. I don't know how for you how it was, but for me, I would not because I could not stomach watching any yeah, more well, episodes of Carnival well, Row. Also Carnival I could Row, I could yeah. stomach watching this because um, each individual episodes were fun to watch. I it was torture. Yeah, kind of was not fun. <laughs> it was all. not fun. It's just like it was confusing to connect the episodes for The Witcher and see how it, they you know mesh together. But yeah. overall, I did not hate individual episodes. You know, I think I think, and I don't know. Uh, there are definitely people who are probably fan who've read the books or played the games who are going to profoundly disagree with me about this. But I think. Because like that the song originally like the singer dude like annoyed me and then like the more he appeared, like it's like oh I get your is I think that if they leaned into sort of you could still have the violence and still have like sort of the dark acts aspects but I think if they leaned a little bit more into like I don't even want to say as far go as far as to say campiness. But like lean into the the humor element a little bit more. I mean, that's what the that character was for yeah, the exactly. singer. You know, that's why, you know, it's sometimes the character of Ger- Geralt or whatever is a little too dark for my taste. You know, it's like he, you're not Batman. He, you know, his, slow down. His yeah. best scene, like his the best part, 
like of uh, displaying him as a character. Yeah, like that's the thing. You're not you're not mystical Batman. Uh but the other the best scene is that scene where he's at the dinner that ep- in episode 4 with the queen where he's being kind of snarky and like you know he knows that he's a badass so he's going to kind of you know poke ev- fun at everyone else who's trying to posture and be a badass. I was just like, yeah, that's kind of he could be dark when he needs to be but but I I kind of without because there's a lot, there's a fine line, as we all have learned with a character like that, where it's just like you can't go too far with the snarkiness because then he's, you know, then he's kind of a Joss Whedon character, and that's not, I don't see that that's what this show is. But I, I think like him, the kind of, yeah, I want not snarky. Snarky isn't the best word for it, but just that kind of, ugh, like the exasperation with everything. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, as I said, it's a solid first season, uh, a great win for Netflix. I mean, it's yeah. like, I, despite all these new streaming services, I will never abandon Netflix because they will have a lot of things that won't work, but they will have a lot of things that I do care about. Yeah, uh, you know, Bright was one, <laughs> is one example of something that did not work, but The Witcher, great uh, great vision to like you know, yeah. Um, stick with this, and from what I understand from the books, it will evolve. These sure. characters will change, and I can't wait to see what will happen sure. in the future with his child of luck or whatever yeah. you call it. You know, I hear she grows into wanting to be a badass. You sure. know, so I can't wait to see what yeah. how she turns out. Uh also like Netflix, uh season three was like almost zero promotion dropped season three of Sabrina. Uh and I'm only like halfway through it, but just like also a lot of fun. Like season three is a you know and now that you have like two different, basically, uh, Melissa is it Melissa Gomez? What's her? Wait, who? Oh, the, the uh, Michelle Gomez. Michelle Gomez, essentially playing two different characters. It doesn't matter; they're all yeah. hot. They're all hot. It's like ah, oh, Michelle yeah. Gomez. Um, but yeah, just like I just love her, and now I love the guy who plays Satan. He's also a yeah. great character and a great actor. It's like Satanists are awesome because bad people being bad is just fun to yeah, see yeah. you know and the stakes have definitely been raised mm-hmm. for season three and um i like what they've done and i've liked how they've opened up you know threats to not simply focus on you know the, the satan but just like El- aldrich uh gods coming yeah, through yeah. so that was a great thing to see and it's not just satan um and it's just seeing how this coven is evolving from their devotion to I, I will to say other the, one, the one thing that was a disappointment because I was so looking forward to it was Prudence and what's his name uh, hunting down Blackwood. I thought that that would be I thought their character arc and them hunting him down would have been a lot. I, I understand, I think, why they shortened it because they're like side characters. And I think they wanted to resolve that mm-hmm. rather quickly. But like that was such a, the way that played out was such a letdown for me, uh, for those two characters. No, no, no. I no. kind of wanted to see a side thing 
with them hunting him down. Like, they, I don't know. They have a role to play um, later on in the season. And most importantly, I did not want them to kill Blackwood. Sure. Because I love him. Oh, uh, yeah. He uh, is, no, no, no. Shit go shit happens and he well, he I, become he behaves very badly and I love the fact that they did not kill off his character. Well well here's the thing. I every time I'm I mean I love him as Blackwood, but I remember him from coupling and every time I see him I just think, Oh, Jeffrey. Cause as Jeff and if you've never watched coupling, like he will forever there are certain things like you see them in one role and you can you forever see them as that character. He's very different as Blackwood than he was at Jeff. Then Jeff is a completely different character from Blackwood. But just there's just something about like seeing that actor as is like, oh, it's Jeff. It's Jeff being evil. If Jeff was evil, uh, and yeah. he does oh, a great, great job yeah. being evil. Well, that's a phenom- like, uh, I will say like. The younger cast aside, who I have very mixed feelings about. Which which just actors? All, just, just all of them. Really? All of the younger actors. I just like have – I go up and down uh, about – but all of the like adult supporting cast, I'm just like, that's a kind of a banger's row <laughs> there. Zelda and Hilda, oh, I love those two. Are phenomenal, too. yeah. Um, um, well, well, Michelle Gomez. Yeah. But – What's your issue with the younger, with the young cast? Uh, I I love them. To be honest, I love them. Her cousin, um, I forgot what his name is. Um, Sabrina's cousin. Yeah, I forget. Trying to, I love. He's him. He's great. He's great. He's great. But um, I don't include him. See, I don't include him in like the main. Kid. Like, look, uh, I understand they're high schoolers, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it gets better throughout the season, but like all of I get maybe or maybe because I'm older. Yeah, like the the main crew, especially because I get that she's sixteen, but Sabrina as a character keeps making like just supremely shitty decisions, <laughs> like like really dumb putting your friends in danger decisions that are just without any sort of thought, seemingly any. Because here's why I feel like right, you gotta su- su- some, suspend, you know, disbelief. I mean, come on, they're going to hell. I mean, well, well, well here, here's here's why I say that. In some of the previous seasons, I would say, especially the first season, she seemed like she was more clever, and maybe it's because she, now she's operating on a scale where she's out of her depth. I just, especially like the first half of this this third season, I was just like. Wow, you're making some awesomely bad decisions. <laughs> Where like you're not, like, it seems like you're not thinking through at all. And I get it; she's a teenager. That's kind of what teenagers do. But but it's just like, oh man. Also, like, yeah, no, no. I think the the one area that I can kind of uh, take or leave is. Uh, her ex-boyfriend. Scratch. What? Scratch. Nicholas Nick Scratch. Oh, He's the other fine. one. Yeah. The other one. H- him. I could just. I could take or leave him. 
I'm just like, whatever, dude. Like, I don't know. It's just He's the underdog that I root for. No, no. He, he was the underdog who I rooted for, and now I'm just like, I don't know. There's there's something about his character. Maybe it's the actor. Maybe it's the way they've executed his character, like, at the end of last season, uh, you know, last half of last season and, like, the first half of this season that I'm just like, uh, I almost want to be like, get over yourself. You know, and just kind of do what you need to do or something. I don't know. It's, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I think you need just like the underdog, sure, guy who is an outcast in this community. You know, sure. the artist. You know, that's why I always had a soft spot for him. Same thing for I had a soft his spot. girlfriend. I had a, you I, know, see, I, have who, a, I have a much more of a soft spot for her than I have for him. You know, someone who typically is the one who's looked over for the 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 lead character, yeah. Sabrina, and to finally uh, find that they she connects with that guy. I was yeah. really happy about that. That she's not just like you know the rebound. That something meaningful is yeah. happening between uh, those two. And you know what's her name or Theo? his name? Theo. I love Theo and oh, just I, her I, art. I love Theo too. Yeah. Uh, and and number the fact. How that, could you hate these kids? They're they're they. Make, I didn't, I they're didn't say I didn't. I didn't say I hated them. I say that there is a lot of like Theo. I really like um, Charlie. I think yeah, it's Charlie. Charlie, I can I can take or leave. Uh, Sabrina continue as a main character continues to like and don't get me wrong that doesn't mean that I don't I don't I haven't been really enjoying the show it's just like just like uh you keep making shitty decisions but those shitty, shitty decisions sorry I have chips in my mouth that's fine um just make for really great television yeah. for me at least entertainment yeah, yeah. and the other the other show that I wanted to maybe talk about because I haven't watched I spoiled some of it for myself by watching clips online uh, on YouTube. Is Have you watched any of Crisis? I'm behind. I have not watched any okay. of Crisis yet. Um, I'm going to get on that um, eventually, but I just I need to rewatch Expanse because I'm addicted to that. Sure. But I am definitely going to get down on that because I'd like to talk to you the, about the that. One, show. The one thing I will say about Crisis, I haven't finish the last half of it even though i know everything that happens uh because i spoiled things for myself just because some of that stuff is just like i, I i'm not watching it to like because i think anything is going to be a surprise and then when i when i saw like the clips because i was just watching some i didn't intend to watch spoiler clips but then like stuff pops up in my youtube and it's just this clip and it's just like a spoiler and i'm just like yeah it, but it's not like a surprise spoiler it's more like yeah that makes sense that that's what happened uh because that's where the where this character was going or that's where this character was going and uh, if you don't want me to talk about it i won't I don't, won't, don't okay, i won't I talk about be, it because unlike you i like yeah the surprise uh, the you know? one thing that i will say that uh plays out even more in the later half and i haven't watched all the episodes that they definitely did an amazing amount of in the first four, I want to say four episodes of Crisis is just the level in which they uh, integrate all of everything. The heroes. 
everything, all of the the tele, DC television shows, uh, or just all of the DC. Well, no, not even a DC television. Basically, anything that DC has done uh, on screen that wasn't that was live action, they've integrated into that first four episodes. And I will say that the from the clips that I saw of like the later episodes, there's even more of that. Okay. Like a lot, there's even more of that and stuff that like you, you wouldn't have expected that they would do. Hmm. Uh, like as far as like ways that they expand into, because it's like, you know, the multiverse, like places, earths that they, because, you know, they did like 1989. Cause so su- supposedly, uh, well, you haven't watched any of it, right? I won't spoil any. I tried watching the first episode of Batwoman. That show was terrible. I, I really wanted to. I really wanted to. I like really that show wanted too, to support it. I, I, I like and her. I think that's the I big like thing. Her. It does. Is Batwoman a big key? A big part? Play yes. a big role? I, that's what's kind of holding me back. I'm like, I'm not that much of a fan. I love the actor. Yeah. I just well, I feel the same way about Supergirl. Is is I I, I refuse. I am not watching Supergirl. I am yeah. against Supergirl. I, I don't I, know why. I I you know what? I, I gave it a shot. I I realized number one, uh, I am not the target audience for this. Uh, but for number which, Batgirl or uh, Super, Supergirl okay. is that was definitely the structure of that show, especially the first like I want to say the first season or so was definitely structured, like, directed more towards a female audience, which I get, like, that's not built for me. Uh, But my big problem with that, and then that became the same problem I started to have. It's why I stopped watching all of the other CW shows, except for Legends, because Legends is just a stupid joy to watch. I love... I will defend that show to the ground. Yeah, we know this. Yeah, uh... Of how terrible that show is. I would rewatch it if, uh, what's his name, uh, Captain Cole come comes back. Sure, because he was my he was yeah. uh, one recurring character from oh, uh, from the Flash who I love as a great rogues gallery yeah. villain and a great actor. If he comes back, then I'd go well, back. Well, on I will say Legends. that he comes back later, but it's Earth. I want to say Earth X. Yeah, I remember that one. I like that. Uh, where it's 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 it's. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, but it's also the actor because he's gay in real mm-hmm. life. So it's gay Captain Cold mm-hmm. with the Ray. Yeah, I remember that and they was, were it's, engaged. It's, they get engaged eventually. Uh, I think they get engaged off screen. I think they get engaged actually as part of like the CW animated show. Yeah, and think about Legend. Okay, I know I've talked about some of this to death, but some of those like they made John Constantine a main, like one of the main characters, uh, and the guy who played Matthew Rees, uh, who plays uh, I think that's his name, Matthew Rees, who plays Constantine is perfect. Uh, unfortunately, it, it, that character is when you stick him in something like Legends, where he has to be goofy, like you can't. Do that character the way I th- I think, because so much of that so much of that character was cultivated and created by Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis, uh, you can't do that on the CW. You just can't. Uh, but yeah, just the goofiness of that show. I will say that the one thing that Crisis 
uh, because it is crisis. You don't, one of the, my favorite things about the big crossover that they do every year is a lot of times the way they, even if it's serious, they kind of play to the fun elements of the way all these characters interact with each other. Uh, and they just, uh, they haven't done that as much mm-hmm. with Crisis. I think because the scale is just too big. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's great. You have, um, yeah, I mean, you, you knew this already, but because uh, uh, you saw some of the promotion for it. Uh, Brennan Roof plays two characters. Yeah. Um, and they do make a joke about it. Because, <laughs> of course. <laughs> One thing I should mention, um, if you ever get around to... You ha- do you have DC Universe or you know someone who has it? I'm enjoying Harley Quinn. The show. The show? Okay. I'm enjoying it. Um, Sweet. I mean, it's like... It's... It's, they're trying to do like R-rated cartoons, you know, it's violent, lots of cursing. It's, you know, they don't hold the character back, but I'm really enjoying Harley Quinn a lot okay. uh, as a animated TV show. Short episodes, they're not that long, but yeah, really great and really, pre- uh, really funny. Yeah. And I, I'm sort of, I'm kind of excited about the new movie for various reasons. Just... I think it, I think it's gonna be fun. I'd like to see how Harley Quinn is portrayed outside of the whole Zack Snyder universe. And I yeah, um, I know she wasn't that crazy about. Um, I mean, Margot Robbie wasn't that crazy about like how they portray the character, her look. Sure. Um, I can't wait to see how you know she does this character. You know, with full control. Yeah. Uh, in this movie. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And plus, you just got a, also kind of a banger's role of just, like, supporting casting. Yes, yes. It's just awesome. <laughs> um, Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. I am really excited about that. Sure. And just, uh, I, even though I had meant to do an entire, and I probably we probably still will do an entire anime episode, I just want to throw this out there. Carol and Tuesday is fantastic. Wait, what? Carol and Tuesday. Uh, it's an anime on Netflix. It's done by the same guy who directed Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo and this other show that I'm drawing a blank on right now. Uh, it's about the future on Mars uh, where all of music is produced by AI, even though it's performed by actual people. Like, all the music is produced by artificial intelligence. Hmm. Like, you create your music uh, using, like, computer algorithms and stuff. And these two girls, random, one of them is playing like on this bridge, a piano, like electric piano by herself. And this other girl who runs away from home, who plays guitar, uh, randomly, like actually listens to her. And then they get together, they start writing songs, they go and they play a little show, they uh, play a bigger show, they go on a, uh, like a, essentially a, um, what's the, the big, like a show like The Voice. Okay. Um, what's the original one? That was America's Got Talent. Before it was not even America's Got. It was it was the the pure singing one. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, I never watched X it. Factor or something like that. But it's that, but on Mars. Yeah, and it's just it's great. The music is fantastic okay. on it. Um, I depending on if you want to watch it subbed, 
subtitled, that's great. I will say if you watch it subtitles, when they transfer to the English, because all the songs are in English, it's a little bit disorienting, but you can watch it in dub and then everything is in English. Also, because it was produced in Japan, when they do the singing for the songs, I don't think that they actually told the Japanese animators like what the lyrics were in English. So the mouth movements are not even close. Uh, That's going to be enjoyable. But the but the actual music is like I put it on my iPhone, like I put it in my Apple Music. It's it's fucking it's a mix of like singer songwriter stuff and like pop music. But like for music that was produced for, I mean Japanese. This happens with Japanese anime actually a lot, but not necessarily something you would expect for like a show, an animated show. The lev like some of these songs if you like release them i'd be curious over whether any of them have charted but if like you release them as like just songs in the united states i'm pretty sure they would be like super popular like they're really well done (laughs) yeah it's great uh was there anything else i feel like i think Um, we covered all the there's stuff that's like just come out that i haven't gotten a chance to watch yet that's like nerdy yeah, I think that's it for me in terms of like things I've been watching or paying attention to. Um, can't wait for the new s- season of The Boys. Yeah, um, when that, is that supposed to come out? Later on this year, I okay. think. Hopefully, around the summertime. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a, like I said, I haven't caught up with Mr. Robot. I haven't caught up with Who. I've heard that Doctor Who has been super. I mean, like last season. Yeah, it's me been, too. I, have, it's I been, need to get caught. I've up. heard like last season, it's super uneven. Uh, a, a lot of what we've been talking about with some of these shows, like like The Witcher or whatever, or like where it's like the writing is. You have this super great cast and just really uneven writing for the episodes, which you could could conceivably argue could be a lot of. The Who seasons. Uh, but this one, like, it, it kind of... Last season, I've heard this season, too, it just has stood out how, like, uneven the writing has been. And, and like, yeah, it's... Uh, we'll see. But we've had some really great things so far. Yeah, so far. In 2020 really and really towards the end of 2019. Yeah. Can't wait for a new shit that's coming out soon. Yeah, man. Sweet. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.